It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Took her back to my place Feeling guilty, feeling scared Hidden cameras everywhere Stop! Hold on Stay in control This is Destroyer by the Kinks. I think that this is actually a sequel of sorts to um, the other Kinks song, um, Lola. And you heard a reference to Lola there, but it's a great song. One that uh, I don't think the Kinks get enough credit for. Hey, uh, I'll tell you, one of my great regrets when uh, we were in the leadership of the Reform Party about four years ago, was not um, cross-endorsing Larry Sharp for governor of New York, and the party ultimately decided to cross-endorse the Republican, Mark Molinaro. And I like Mark, but I think that was probably a a mistake. And uh, sure enough, uh, Larry Sharp, uh, in his gubernatorial candidacy four years ago as a libertarian, was able to get ballot access for the Libertarian Party in New York. Now, the state legislature... And the former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, they came in and said, well, uh, we're going to make it almost impossible for minor party candidates to get on the ballot or to remain on the ballot. Goodbye, Libertarian Party. Goodbye, Green Party. Goodbye, Reform Party. Goodbye, Sam Party. And uh, Larry Sharp was going to try to run again this year. But um, at least as of now, he doesn't appear to be on the ballot. Uh, He is a bright guy, a smart guy. And even if you end up disagreeing with him, he is a very, very tough guy to debate. Gives me a great deal of pleasure to welcome back business consultant, entrepreneur, friend of mine, and the libertarian candidate for governor of New York, Larry Sharp. Larry, thanks for joining us at such a tough hour. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. The funny part is I just did a uh, a seven-county trip these last three days. I came in this evening, and I'm still here because I'm not stopping, brother. They tried to throw me off the ballot, but uh, I'm tougher than that. I'm I am Marine. I'm tougher than that. No, so Larry, I know. Um, you know, obviously, we're talking to a national audience, and some people may think that a race for New York governor doesn't necessarily affect them, but I think it does because what you've gone through in yeah. New York, it uh, it's similar to what a lot of other third party and independent candidates are going through around the country. Um, explain to me what the status of your your candidacy is now and your attempts to get on the ballot at this point. Well, the most important piece is they should be concerned. And you're right, because what happens in New York state goes to other states. This will be the first time in 76 years that there will not be an independent candidate on the ballot for governor in New York state. Now you might say, why do I care? Because with the way our country is tearing itself apart, the only way you repair two people or two groups or two friends or two spouses who are fighting is by a third party trying to bridge that gap. And there will be no third party if I'm not able to get ballot access here. There'll be no third parties at all for a generation in New York State. 
What does that mean? That means there's no presidential candidates either because they won't be able to get on the ballot in New York State either. There's no independent parties, third party candidates who have 50 state ballot access or in New York State for a generation. They should care. Absolutely. Now, now well, how did this yeah. go? Ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. And how did this happen? Well, it happened because the Democrats decided to try to throw the Working Families Party off. And they threw everybody off at exactly the same time. Everybody went away. And could you imagine if you would, I have a garage. And I say, hey, Frank, do me a favor. Do you want to rent out part of my garage? It's a hundred bucks. And you go, yeah, and need some space. So you take half of my garage. You give me a hundred bucks. Every month you give me a hundred bucks. You can use my garage. Well, now your friend Jim says, hey, hey, Frank, how much are you charging? How much is Larry charging? You go a hundred bucks. He comes to me, says, Larry, can I take the other half of the garage? I go, yeah, a hundred bucks. He gives me a hundred bucks. Then two weeks later, I go to Jim, not you, but I go to Jim and I say, Jim, I know you gave me a hundred bucks and I already cashed it. Um, it's two weeks later. You give me 300 bucks now uh, or I'm throwing your stuff in the street. Everybody would say, you're crazy. You can't do that. You got to at least give Jim a whole month. And I go, no, no, no. I never said month. All I said was hundred bucks. You guessed it was a month as if it was no implied contract. Of course it was. I got to give him at least a month. Now, why would I tell you that story? That's what happened to all the parties. The parties that got ballot access in 2018 that I did was for four years. Then two years later, mm. Cuomo and his crew said, nope, it's all gone. And not only is, is it gone, but if you want to get it back, I'm tripling right. the requirements to get it back. And when we went to court and we sued, and we've lost, we've got nine times. Nine judges have told us, no, it's totally okay. It's not an implied contract. Sorry, Larry Sharp, you're done. Now, crazy, I'm the guy who keeps going. And I'm the guy who tells them, you're telling me that if Coke and Pepsi were deciding what sodas go into the grocery store, that's fair? Mm. And they would go, no, that's not fair. But in your case, sorry, Larry, no way. And they are purposely removing all the parties. But people don't understand why. In New York State, as of November 9th, one day after this election, New York State is going to take $100 million of New York taxpayer dollars and start paying for elections. Your taxpayer dollars are going to pay for a grifter class here in New York from Democrats, Republicans, so they can pay their consultants, and they don't want anyone else getting that money. That's what this is about. It's always follow the cash. Here it is again, follow the money. It's a good time to uh, be a uh, political consultant. Uh, you're, they're about to get uh, a whole lot richer, as we've seen yes. in, uh, in New York City, where I don't think there's been any demonstrable difference in the kind of folks getting elected, but there has been a uh, tremendous, uh, a tremendous enrichment of the political consultant class, as you alluded to there. Uh, we're talking with Larry Sharp, a business consultant, entrepreneur, and libertarian candidate for governor of New York. Larry, are you still planning, if you don't make the ballot, which at this point you're not on the ballot, are you still planning to run as a write-in? Is that the plan? Yes, and here's a, this, the, the worst part. The Democrats first threw me off and then when I got on the ballot, which I did get on the ballot, then the Republicans sued me off. So the Democrats made it impossible. As I then found my way to get back on, the Republicans sued me off. So both parties are trying to throw me off. Now, I'm going back to court again. Now, if I win this, no worries. I get in the ballot and we can make some real impact. Not just that, I can get in debates. The, the League of Women Voters has already said that if I'm on the uh, ballot, I get to be in debates if we debate. So I'll get to be in debate and ask people real questions have some real answers. But if I don't, yes, I must do a write-in. And for those of you who are in New York State, 
if you want an independent voice in this state, you have to write in Larry Sharp on November 8th. And if I get 130,000 votes, we will have an independent party in New York state. And that's what I'm trying to do. So that's interesting. So uh, the um, even if you get 130,000 votes as a write-in, that would give the that would give you ballot access for at least a couple of years. That's correct. The okay. assumption is at least two years. You figure they wouldn't shut me out too early again. But the reality is, if we make this happen with the write-in, we've had write-ins win before. The current mayor of Buffalo is mm-hmm. actually a write-in right. winner. Byron so Brown. That's right. We've done it before. Correct. Yeah, yeah and, and you saw in Alaska with uh, Lisa Murkowski, she won as a write-in yes. as well. We've seen it. Strom Thurmond won as a write-in. So we've seen it happen all over the country. It's a, it's a great point if people know about it. By the way, if people want to uh, learn more about your candidacy and what you're doing, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you to learn about you? LarrySharp.com is the only governor website that actually has policies and answers <laughs> to fix the things in New York State. Uh, no Larry, one else does. And that's Larry Sharp. LarrySharp.com. E. Larry Sharp with an E. And it's E. And the E stands for electable. Don't forget that. <laughs> Larry, it's no secret, obviously, uh, given my history in the third party movement, that I'm very sympathetic to what you're saying. Yeah. There's a lot of people uh, listening to us right now. And they're going to say, look, the conservative party, the working families party, they both managed to get enough votes in order to stay on the ballot as uh, as minor parties in New York. It does show that it is possible for minor parties to meet this criteria. And uh, look, maybe no, it it's, maybe it's difficult. No. But but so why is that flawed thinking? No, because the, sadly, you know, I told the conservative party I wanted to actually be on their line. I said, look, if you want a real third party to move forward, how third parties move forward before they become major is they require a personality, right? Even Lincoln was the personality for the Republicans when they were a third party. You got to get a personality. I offered them. I said, I'll be your personality. I run as a libertarian, conservative if you want to. We can do it. They said no. The reason why they make the ballot is because they don't run candidates. Mm-hmm. They just support the Democrat or Republican. So they're not independent parties. They're parasite parties. If you're a conservative in New York State, you don't have a party. You don't. You got nobody. That's why they don't vote. Why do you think most Republicans in the state don't vote or they go to Florida? Because they don't have a party. So, no, the conservative party just copies whatever Republicans do. The working families copies the Democrats. If you're just going to pick that, I could have done it too. The Libertarian Party could have just put their could have put their uh, name on some other candidate. We could have backed Kathy Hochul. We'd probably have a line. Mm. But why would we do that? We're not a party then. If you just want to have a line, we should just back Kathy Hochul. We don't do that. We'd have a line. Uh, there are a lot of other folks when I posted uh, on uh, social media, what a shame that I thought it was that they knocked you off the ballot. A couple of people commented and said something to the effect of I'm paraphrasing here, but said something to the effect of good uh, that show that that will prevent him from mucking things up and siphoning votes away from the Republican and helping Kathy Hochul win. Why is that a flawed way of thinking? Two reasons. Number one, if you honestly believe that Lee Zeldin has any chance of winning, you have a mental disorder known as <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. That is what you have. The, 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 the Republicans have not won a statewide election in this state. Nothing, not senator, not governor, not AG, nothing in 20 years. The idea that this is the year was a lie four years ago, six years ago, two years ago. It's a lie now. Stop believing that lie. The state is three to one Democrat to Republican. This state will go gold before it will go red. 6,000 New Yorkers, 6,000 changed their registration, their, their driver's licenses to Florida in one month. 
That's 200 a day. Republicans are flocking from this state. Florida used to be a swing state. It's not. It's red. Why? We set the Republicans there. There are not enough Republicans in this state for that to happen. That is a fantasy. Please stop believing the lie. It is a lie. Republicans win locally all the time. If you have good Republicans that you like locally, please vote for them. But to even imagine that they could win the statewide election, they're going to start doing the January 6th stuff. They're going to throw Lee Zeldin under the bus for that. They're going to turn him into Trump. And the one thing that unites Democrats more than anything else is Donald Trump. Come on. We've seen that before. They're going to turn to Trump. He's going to lose. The data is in. I've run before. I do polling. 25% of the people who support me are registered Democrats. 40% are registered Republicans. 35% are something else or registered some other place or new voters, whatever the case may be. Nobody else can make that mix. This state will go gold before it will go red. Please be smart and let's create a coalition against the establishment. What's going to happen when Lee Zeldin loses? He's going to go off and get a cushy job and we're not going to see him again. We already see Nick Langworthy. He already went and got his cushy job. He's already going to become a congressman. They're all going, they're all grifting off of Republicans in the state and getting cushy jobs. By the way, I'm the only guy who wasn't getting a government check to run in 2018 and I'm not getting a government check now. I don't work. I just do this and I lose money when I do this. Why? Because I care. I don't want to lose my state. I cross this state every single year, all 62 counties. And I don't go from Republican fundraiser to Republican fundraiser. I go to diners, to vape shops, to gun stores. That's where I go and I meet people and I know who's going to win this thing. And sadly, it was either going to be me or Kathy Hochul. And since the Republicans decided to throw me off the ballot and not back me, by the way, I asked them to run in their primary. And they told me no, they would not let me run in their primary as libertarian. I told them I'd run in the primary and win and have three lines. And they went, no, we're going to pick the guy who has the most money so we can grift and we can take more money off Republicans and lose yet again. I hope I was clear in what I'm saying. If you get a third party, you can create an actual coalition. You can actually affect both parties. You have a better independent party. You will have better Democrats and better Republicans because they'll have to move towards the people who want real freedom. We don't have that now. If people are tuning in, we're talking with uh, Larry Sharp. Uh, he is uh, running for governor. Hopefully he's restored front to the ballot, but uh, he's also still running as a write-in candidate, even if he's not. Uh, Larry, just to extrapolate this to the to the broader picture about third parties nationally, you know, one uh, yep. conversation, private conversation uh, that we had the other day was basically you said that the the only way for anybody that's interested in turning this state or this country around is not for all these independent groups to work in their own silos. Reform Party does yep. this. Independence Party does that. Libertarians do this. Then Greens do that. We need to have a broader coalition uh, that yes. works to reform the system. And it did remind me of sort of the coalition that the center-right parties put together in Italy to elect their first yes. uh, right-wing government in, in a long time. Tell me exactly your vision for the future of the third party movement, not just in New York, but around the country. Absolutely. Look, I've been very open with you. I was trying to get you to help me make an independent party before I tried to get Howie Hawkins' Green Party. I literally told him, I said, please don't run. I'll give you an AG slot or something. Let's get together and find an answer. I want to unite to give me I'll give you something. Let's work together to just all, if we all work together, we can make real impact. Nobody wanted to. 
the the issue was they all wanted to fight and the conservatives got mad and sued me off the ballot. So I think we have to. I'm backed, by the way, by Yang's forward party. Now, there are many issues as a libertarian that me and forward don't agree with, but we do agree with something. We have to have a third party or this entire nation is screwed. We've got to make a change. So I think what we do is we get an independent party and then we'll let people come in who want to run against the establishment and they pick our party to get ballot access. They don't have to fall in line with the Democratic and Republican establishment. And if the, if you lean more left, if you're in the city, you'll lean more left. If you're out in the suburbs, you'll probably lean more right. It's fine. Let's just run against the establishment. We've been begging for an anti-establishment candidate since 2008. That's why Obama won. That's why Bernie almost won a Democrat party. That's why Trump won. It wasn't because they were the smartest or the savviest. It's because we thought that they were going to be the outsider that we wanted. Well, you know what? Let's make a party for the outsider. And do you think that's actually viable, not just on a state level, but nationally? It's the only way. Think about it. Everybody, Justin Amash started the Liberty, uh, the Liberty Caucus in the Republican Party, and he left. It, it can't be done. Bernie Sanders is, is a socialist, and he can't even make the, the, the Democrats become like him. They hate him. You got to have a third party. I don't care where you are, what part you're in, unless you're an establishment person. I want you to think about this for a second, one more time. The people who are on the ballot now, both of them in New York State, they are people who've been in government for over a decade. They've been getting a government check for over a decade. Where's the independent guy? Don't exist. In 2018, uh, when I ran, five people running, four were getting government checks. I wasn't. That's where we are. And judges don't care. They're totally fine with it. This system's broken. The judge is like, well, it's the law. Well, if you don't let me on the ballot, how can I change the law? Mm. Yep. If you can't give me a party, how can I change the law? 800-848-9222. We'll try and squeeze in a couple of quick calls if people have questions or comments for Larry Sharp based on what he's saying. I think it's fascinating, and I think it's a real shame that um, that he's not on the ballot as of now. And I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If you really believe strongly in your candidate, you should want as many candidates uh, on the ballot as possible. Be confident in your guy or gal. 800-848-9222. Marianne is in Queens. Hello, Marianne. Hi, uh, hi, uh, Frank. How is everything? Okay. Everything's great. Uh, everything's great. What's on your uh, mind? Yes, I'm just listening to what um, what this candidate is saying. I believe that in another elections, I will vote for him. But at this moment, where we are fighting so much crime in the street, we have to do everything that we can to have the Republican candidate that we already have. Because I believe that um, we cannot continue being divided. The country is the one that is at stake. Yeah. So, Marianne, let me um, let me add to your comment as well. Larry, a lot of people like Marianne concerned about crime. Also, in New York, there's a very big issue with congestion pricing. And a lot of folks view Lee Zeldin as the best candidate to uh, fight Kathy Hochul's uh, what they consider soft on crime approach. And uh, Kathy Hochul's uh, guarantee that congestion pricing is going to come around. Explain to people like Marianne why they should consider writing you in rather than um, going with Lee Zeldin because of crime, because of congestion pricing, because they don't want to see gas-powered vehicles abolished in 2035. I'm going to give you a couple things. Number one, 
the most important. Lee Zeldin is not going to win. Please stop believing he is. They told you that lie in 2018. They told you that lie in 2014. It cannot happen in this state. I know around your friends, they all say he's great. He's not going to win. I travel this state. It's impossible. That's number one. Number, so Kathy Hochul stuff is going to happen. And when Lee loses, you can bring me back a month after this, Frank, and I'll show you, you'll never see him again. He'll go off to a law firm and he'll go have some cool, cushy job. It's what they all do. You will never see them again if they've taken your money. I'm the guy who's been here for five years. So I'm the guy who, if you let me win just, just my ballot access, the press will be talking to me. I'm the guy who was on Joe Rogan. I'm the guy who was on Dave Rubin. I'm the guy who was on Glenn Beck. The press will talk to me. If the press talks to me, my issues and my solutions will come to the forefront. What is Lee Zeldin's uh, uh, um, answer for crime? His answer is more cops and fire DAs. You want the governor firing DAs? No. My answer is local people can recall their DAs. I don't want the governor deciding who my DA is. That's why I vote for my DA. Mm. I want them to be able to recall it. That's my plan. You want to fix bail reform? Very easy answer. What is Lee Zeldin's answer? No bail reform. What is Kathy Hochul's answer? More bail reform. Mine is the right answer, which is focus on first-time offenders. All of these crazy people who are doing crazy stuff, they're all multiple offenders. Let the first-time offender get a second chance at life, put the rest of them back in jail, and have the corrections officers to help. I'm the guy who actually goes out and talks to and visits people in prison, to include the corrections officers. My father was a corrections officer at Rikers Island, and my mother was an addict and a felon. I know both sides of this. Congestion pricing. Lee Zeldin has no answer. And Kathy Hoko has a bad answer. I have the right answer. We should be taking all these bridges and tunnels in New York City, and we should be leasing out the naming rights. It shouldn't be the RFK bridge. It should be the Google bridge, the Pepsi bridge. They will pay tens, hundreds of millions of dollars for these bridges. That will pay for this and get rid of tolls. But I'm still not done. We should at night have freight come into New York City on the on the lines in the subway that aren't being used. Freight comes in. They pay for it. They rebuild the MTA for free. It's their marketing budget. As they begin to move in, we got a better, cheaper MTA, better bridges, less trucks coming into the into the city because now it's coming in freight trains. Now we have less congestion. We don't need congestion pricing. I want to help the working poor in the middle class. Nobody else does. I gave you actual <laughs> answers. If you ask Kathy Hochul, she would just go, oh, Lee Zeldin's evil. If you ask Lee Zeldin, she goes, Kathy Hochul's evil. I gave you actual answers. I'm the only guy who will. Let me squeeze in at least one more call here. Janet is in Manhattan. Hello, Janet. Oh, hi. Yes, I agree with you that we need to have more parties on the ballot. And one of the things I'm very upset with Mary, uh, not Mary, Andrew the other Bowman. one, Andrew sure. Cuomo about is how he made it so much more difficult for third and fourth parties to get on the ballot. And he knocked off the Green Party, which I think he was very afraid of. Um, but as a libertarian, can you give me a little idea what you believe as a libertarian? And libertarians generally oppose social benefit programs like welfare, like Social Security. What is your position on the New York Health Act, for example, that would provide health insurance to all New Yorkers? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not against these things. What I am against is government becoming a monopoly and controlling it. What's happening right now in New York City, if you, if you live here, you know that the wealthy don't use insurance anymore. The wealthy go to doctors who don't take insurance. So the best doctors are moving away from Medicare, Medicare, and even most insurance um, plans, and the best doctors are going just to the wealthy. This two-tiered system is what's going to happen if, this, if, if we 
create what uh, basically a, a statewide plan. So the wealthy keep their doctors and everyone else gets gets managed care. A better plan is to make it to where individuals who we know how much money we're going to get, we actually allow them to have their money on a, on a debit card up front. What does that mean? They get to use private doctors. Private doctors see that, then private doctors begin to understand how they can get more money. They begin to lower their pricing and then open themselves up to a better style of healthcare for everybody. We keep the government plan for catastrophic, but we allow doctors to be able to service more people better. How do I know it's going to happen? If you look at the secondary medical market, meaning non-essential, things like uh, LASIK eye, eye, eye surgery, uh, body enhancement, cosmetic dentistry, when you allow people to have a safety net, which the government should be a safety net, but also go out and they see the money that can be there, in every case, you've had accessibility go up, price come down. When I was a kid and, 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 and LASIK eye surgery came out, it was so expensive, you got one eye at a time. Now everybody gets it. I want everyone to have good private doctors, and this, that system will take years. But if we begin by keeping government, I'm not against government. I don't want to get rid of government. Keeping it for catastrophic, but encouraging the private sector to open up more, you will have everybody having better care instead of a two-tiered system. Well, Larry, last happen. call, last call. Uh, Jeff on Staten Island. Jeff, you're on with Larry Sharp. Mr. Sharp, I got to say, you have passion. And as much as I'm probably going to vote for Lee Zeldin, he seems Ooh. passionless. I say, go Ooh. for it. Ooh, don't do it. Don't vote for Lee Zeldin. Don't do it. Write in Larry Sharp. I need 130,000 votes. And I'm telling you, it is not going to make a difference in this election. I know everyone goes, this election's the, the, the worst of uh, the most important. I hear that every election. Let's assume that I'm totally wrong. I'm totally wrong. And Lee Zeldin wins. Awesome. Lee Zeldin's going to have a Senate against him, an assembly against him. He's going to have to do executive orders, and those executive orders will be will be countermanded by the assembly in 30 days. Hey, uh, That's how it works. Larry, real quick here. O.B. Murray, who you may know, is a longtime uh, Republican political consultant. He ran Bob Turner's successful campaign for Congress. He uh, worked on uh, – he ran Keith Walford's campaign for attorney general four years ago. He's run campaigns all over the country. He has a question. Uh, O.B., uh, what's your question for Larry Sharp? Hey, Larry, two things. First off, the quick question on the – I uh, get rid of the DAs. You can't. There's no recall in New York State, and they're not going to pass that in the legislature. I don't know how that gets through. And with that in mind, why not just run a Republican or Democratic primary then, and do it that way from the uh, beginning? Two things. I did try to run a Republican primary. They told me no. So I absolutely well, because want you're that. not a Republican. Yeah, right. Yeah, but if I become a Republican, then I lose. That's the point. You can't win as Republican in the state. I don't care how good of a consultant you are. It doesn't work. It's not going to work. So why would I run as a Republican? Larry. Larry, you're not going to win as a yes, Republican I, to begin with. If if the Republicans had allowed me to run in the primary, I would have won their primary. And if you're going to give me $12 million you gave Lee Zeldin, I'm the next governor. Because well, I don't give Democrats. anybody anything. You have to Lee raise Zeldin it, Larry. Can't. You know that. The parties aren't raising Say the money. Again? The candidates raise the money. The party raises the money because he's on the ticket. Are you kidding Larry, me? Larry, the candidate raised a half the money. Million dollars. You and I both I raised a half on. million dollars twice. 
without being on a major ticket. You put me in a major but, ticket, but so, uh, oh my God, I'll Larry, raise tons Larry, of money. To, to Obi's point, though, let's say, you know, obviously this is a Democratic state. One of the most conservative yes. guys that I know is uh, is Dove Hykend. He ran mm-hmm. uh, for office as a Democrat in every election that he ran in because he knew that he was more likely to win as a Democrat. Yes. The same can be said of yeah. Kalman Yeager, council member in, uh, in Brooklyn. Why yeah. not run as, say, a Democrat on a Larry Sharp agenda? That. 100%. I consider the problem is Kathy Hochul was unbeatable. And so I did consider it. And, and actually, believe it or not, um, I thought of it when Cuomo ran. Cuomo was unbeatable. And we they proved it. I mean, Cynthia Nixon couldn't beat Cuomo. She raised, she was wealthy herself. She was popular. It was impossible. The only way I could get to the final, um, to, to election day, was either in the Republican primary, if they had let me run, or... As a libertarian, that oh. was my only way, and I got to the. Larry, I got Larry, to the. They changed the, the registration end. rules. You could have changed your registration in February when you found out. No, you could have. It was much years ago. It was different. They changed the rules of registration. You could have changed your registration by February before the convention and gone onto the ballot as a petition candidate for the Republican primary and gone that way. You chose not to, and that's true. You would have I only mean, needed fifteen thousand signatures instead of yes, forty three, forty five thousand. Yes, in theory, that is correct, and we thought about that. But the problem but was then I had to get. F- but then I had to get forty five thousand if I lost, and to become to get on the ballot, I didn't have the cash and the infrastructure to do so hey, to, I, I, to get sixty thousand. Larry, I got to run. Impossible. I'm, I'm way late on. here. Uh, Obi Murray, thank you, Larry. Uh, give me the website again if people want to learn more about your candidacy, if they want to donate or, or see some of your ideas, even if they don't end up voting for you. What's the website? It is LarrySharp.com. If you want change, vote for me. Write me in. You'll get change. I'm still here. If you want the same old thing, vote for either of them. You get Kathy Hochul with no change. And I do think it's interesting uh, the kind of model you're talking about of a coalition of minor parties around the country. That would certainly be interesting in all sorts of elections. Uh, New Jersey, Maryland, uh, Connecticut, all around, you know, our listening area, Nevada. 800-848-9222 if you want to comment on my discussion with Larry Sharp. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. Other side of midnight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.